Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. I am so looking forward <laughs> to this right now. I see this this big grin on your face. Yeah. Well, I listened to last week's podcast, you interviewing me, and uh, you you brought some, you brought some heat. You brought some good questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks. Now it's time for installment two. The rebel interviews the muse. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is going to be good, but I, I really want to like pull out some history and you know, kind of uh, let everybody know what started us on this journey because you definitely had a huge influence in my life to pay attention to my health. Um, you know, when you're young, you don't really think about that, but um, but uh, you you really helped guide me into that that sense. And so I'm gonna say for the first question that I have for you is what brought you to yoga? All right, let's go back, let's go way back. <laughs> let's go back to the 70s, I'm gonna totally date myself here. And um, you know, I had awesome hippie parents. And at this point in my life, I was living in Captain Cook up in, um, up Malka on the Big Island, and there was this TV show on PBS. It was called Lilius Yoga and You, and she, it was just one woman, Lilius. She had a, a purple unitard and a beautiful long brunette braid, and I just thought she was fabulous, and, and ah, I wanted to be her. Yeah. The origins so of I jelly would... bean purple. <laughs> exactly. Ah, got it, okay. Purple was my favorite color back then. So my mom would have this on and so we would do these these yoga stretches so that was my first initiation into yoga and then throughout my life it's always kind of um, just been there you know it's it's kind of that like that old friend that you don't talk to for a long time but as soon as you get on the phone conversation with them it's like you've never left that's kind of how yoga was for me throughout the years and when I moved to California back in the mid 90s I started going to some yoga studios up in San Francisco and in the Bay Area. And then when I moved down here and moved in with you, never left, <laughs> I found another yoga studio. And this is where I found my teacher, who is now my friend, who is now my business partner, Danielle Fowler. And I started going to the studio and it really just, it really clicked with me. You know, there's so many different types of yoga, so many different styles and um, traditions. And I dabbled in a lot of them until I found that I really just clicked with the traditional hatha yoga, um, of course, some vinyasa flow, a lot of meditation, um, and, you know, even the other styles like restorative and yin. You know, now I'm a, a yin yoga I train yoga teachers in yin yoga and other styles. And it really, um, it felt like I was coming home when I found my yoga practice again after all those years. It really felt like I was coming home. Wow, it's, that's really a, an amazing feeling. Like It is. Yeah. And when you step on your mat, you know, this is why when people come to yoga, they they 
initially they may come for the the physical part of it to feel better in their bodies to get you know get their their body moving however so many people that we've trained as teachers over the years have said that when they came to yoga for that reason they left realizing that there was so much more and what that is is that you're getting that glimpse you're coming back to that remembrance of your true self your true nature it's allowing you to see more clearly that's why i see everyone walking out of a, a yoga class and they look like <laughs> just blissed out. Yeah, you know, I call it yoga face. <laughs> yes, yeah. shavasana face. Shavasana face. They're just oh. <laughs> um. So let's go into something right now. Um, there was kind of a health scare that you went through. You and I went through together, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when um you were, and and I love I love this word diagnosed. Right. They diagnosed you with um, something called trigeminal neuralgia. Yes. And uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and um, share how that experience was for you and for and then I'll chime in with you. <laughs> Frustrating, terrifying, um, exhausting. So let me just back up a little bit. You know, I've I've always been very sensitive to medication, pharmaceutical medication. I've been. Um, since I was a, a kid, I've been told by doctors that I shouldn't take any antibiotics because I had sensitivities or allergies to them. So most of my life, I kind of steered away from that. Well, when I had these headaches, this was must have been we were together, so maybe seventeen years ago, sixteen. Yeah, it was like a, it was like <clears throat> oh one, oh two, maybe okay, yeah, something like that. So I had these horrifying headaches, and they you know they thought that they it was possibly migraines. Well, migraine medication did not work. It was like taking a placebo. It felt like a, sh- a, a shock coming from my temple, which is the trigeminal nerve. It starts at the fifth cranial um, nerve and it runs down through your temple, uh, from your temple to your eyebrow, and then down above your upper lip and then down by your jaw. So there's three. That's the trigeminal aspect of the nerve. And I felt like this headache was probably only about 15 minutes of this really sharp electric pain, but there was maybe a half an hour on one side and an hour on the other side of the worst actual headache that I've ever had. And this would happen quite frequently. And if, you know, you remember Kaleo, I would be screaming and holding my head and just rocking myself and crying. It was, and I do pretty well with pain. And this was the most intense thing that I've ever ever felt I, I just remember in the middle of the night you would wake up and scream like i've never heard mm-hmm. and i felt was, like an ice pick to the temple oh my and then down my face and my whole body so i you know I, I had kaiser insurance at this point of my life and they just kept sending me around to doctor after doctor to physician's assistants to specialists to get an MRI just everything they could think of and in the meantime they just had me try out more medication so I was getting frustrated I was at my wits end Um, they ruled out multiple sclerosis they ruled out a brain tumor Um, they didn't know what was causing it because apparently if you're if you get trigeminal neuralgia usually you're about a 70 year old male so that's why they thought it could possibly be MS. So when they ruled out all that stuff, they just said, well, Melanie, you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life on this medication. And Sounds basic. That's, yeah. like, that's like the basic to go to Western yeah. medicine, pharmaceutical driven kind of society. Right. All right. 
And, you know, in this this whole process probably took about six months for them to really um, rule out the things that they were trying to rule out. It was in that complete diagnostic um, hamster wheel. I'm just going around and around and around. And at one point, I, I asked one of the doctors that I was seeing quite consistently, you know, what if it's something I'm eating? What if it's something I'm allergic to? How about if I keep a food journal? And I basically got laughed at by a couple of the doctors. And they said, oh, no, it wouldn't be anything like that. <laughs> but still, she persisted. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept my food journal, and I had to take a medication called, oh, what was it? Tegretol. Tegretol, I, I remember yeah. it. And this medication was... Um, Anti-seizure medication. You good memory. Yeah, no, I, this was a big thing. Like, yeah. You know, this was heavy. It was terrible. And... Be, besides that, it was they just gave me Vicodin because the breakthrough pain, being, the Tegretol I had to keep in my system for a long period of time. Like I just had to keep my levels up. So I had to take it regardless of whether I was having um, a, a, a headache or not. And for the breakthrough pain, which is not that sharp pain, but that dull pain that would go along with it, they just gave me unlimited Vicodin. So it was pretty terrible um, for being so sensitive to, to the medication and at one point, I remember I still had to drive and go to work and function like a regular human being. You know, I wasn't a 70-year-old male that might have been retired and could just sit around and take Vicodin. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to function on this medication. And I came home from work, and I was making dinner. And I think you were out surfing or something. You were somewhere, and you came home. Dinner was almost ready, and I was trying to figure out how to open a bottle of wine. And I couldn't figure out how to get that foil off of the top for the life of me. Now, let's back up just a little bit. The side effects of the Tegretol were horrible. I had sores in my mouth. I felt like I was drooling at times. This is how sensitive I am. I think I'd walk into walls, (laughs) just not even realize it. And poor Kaleo's here, you know, watching me be just a shell of myself. I never thought that. I never thought that, by the way. I was. I was just, you know, we're like, I was just holding space for you because mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that we would be able to to figure something out. I didn't know how. I just knew what we would be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So that one evening, I opened up the drawer, still trying to open this bottle of wine. Oh, I remember dinner, this. And I reached in and I grabbed a, a cleaver, mm-hmm. the first thing I could grab. So my left hand is holding the neck of the wine bottle. My right hand, I go, dink. And I, I hit the top of the wine bottle because I was so drugged out on this anti-seizure medication that I had to keep taking. And so you just grabbed me. You walked in right at that moment. You put the cleaver down and you just held me. And you said, no more. We can't. I can't let you take any more of those pills. And another little side note there, I was having to go. They're so bad for your liver that I would have to go into Kaiser every week to get my blood drawn so they could check my liver levels and at one point Kalea was on tour and I went in and and I was talking to him on the phone after I left and I looked down and I was just gushing blood and apparently my my veins are like yeah no more so they 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 told me every two weeks I had to go <laughs> so at that point I threw away all the medication and I looked at my food journal and I Kept a, I kept an accurate account of everything I ate. 
at what times, everything I drank. And the pattern there was that at this point I was still eating um, bird, birds. Yeah, birds, yeah, chicken, turkeys, turkey. chickens, ducks. <laughs> Fowl. Fowl. And I noticed that within a few hours of any time I would have like a turkey sandwich or something, I would get a headache. And deducing that, well, if I'm allergic to antibiotics, even though I may be buying chicken that is supposedly hormone-free, the USDA always, they allow a certain threshold, a level. So I was consistently eating antibiotics, which I was allergic to. So I cut out all uh, birds and just stuck with with fish, and I never had another one of those headaches again. Incredible. Yes. It's so powerful to me to know that you do have a you do have the ultimate say in your health, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things too. It's like I don't ever want to come across as ungrateful for for anyone in Western medicine, all the nurses, all the doctors. I'm I'm so grateful for you, but there are other options and other ways to to look at something instead of just okay, well this is this, so this is that. It isn't that cut and dry when it comes to health. Everyone has their own kind of complete universe going on with inside of them. Mm-hmm. For example, someone who's super um, sensitive to antibiotics like you, sometimes another person will actually need an antibiotic to help get them through. Definitely. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where it really comes down to you being responsible enough to say, okay, um, I see this and um, I'm gonna try this, or um, yeah, okay, that's your opinion, but I'm really going to uh, have to find another way. Right. Yeah. So because I started to look at more of the nutrition aspect of it, this brought me into really um, being interested in nutrition and holistic health. Okay, so with that segue, let's um, let's tell um, what you've been up to at NHI. So I've been going to a school here down in Encinitas called the Natural Healing Institute of Naturopathy. And I became a holistic nutritionist there a couple of years back um, because I really believe that you can heal from within with nutrition. And I also um, studied herbs, herbology, to become a master herbalist. And this is where I um, formulated all of my potions for spell botanicals. And I think I'm going to put some of those online. Yeah, what is spell botanicals really quick? So spell botanicals is just a, a company that I created that is all natural and organic um, herbal skincare. So I have three products right now that um, I've been selling consistently at my studio. I have Heal, which is an all-around, all-purpose healing salve. I have Nourish, which is a face serum, a face oil. And um, what's the other one I have? Soothe, which is a calendula <laughs> chamomile body oil with olive and, and sweet almond. So those are the three products that I consistently sell. Fantastic. And um, you learned all of uh, this this uh, NHI as well? Yes. Wow. Yeah, all of it at NHI. And I am, because I have, you know, so much free time in my life. I only have, uh, let's see, I think I have nine papers to write, Mm -hmm. and then I have completed my holistic health practitioner degree. I mean... I've done all the coursework. I'm just in my final nine papers. (laughs) Is that story about the um, trigeminal neuralgia, uh, are you able to write a story about that and submit that? Um, 
possibly I can weave I mean, that it's in such there. It's a, more I need, um, I'm doing case studies on other people. Right. But I mean, that's Maybe such I a powerful. Maybe I can change my name <laughs> yeah, to a case study on myself. I think you should. I, I think the director would accept that. Okay, good. I like that. Yeah. yeah it's such a powerful story. And um, it's, it's just comforting to know that we do have all those options out there, but it does come down to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, just having the, and you did this before, you know, we were ever, I was ever really tapped into anything like that, you know? I mm-hmm. thought I thought Western medicine was, okay, that's it. That's all we got. And then being able to um, see you go into bringing back your yoga practice um, under Danielle and me following that and me resonating with that. It's, it's, you've, you've been such an inspiration to me to take care of my own health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just incredible to, to be able to feel at my age right now better than I have ever felt. And not only that, have the, have the power to understand when something goes wrong in my body, whether it be inflammation or swollen ankles or whatever. I actually can trace back my diet or my actions that led up to that moment. And then I'm able to go ahead and say, okay, well, I can just eliminate this, eliminate that, eliminate that. And then all of a sudden I don't have any of these undesired um, symptoms or situations. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I really think that if you're in a situation, you know, we've we've actually in the years that we've been together have have experienced that whole diagnostic process with the, with Western allopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, most recently, I just went through another one, and it, it's it can be really scary because of course the the doctors are trying to rule out the really bad stuff. Right, and so you're in this process of testing after testing, and it can get really scary and really frustrating because all you're looking for is the bad stuff, right? So recently, I just had a, a regular physical, and one of the tests that they did was a um, is an e- EKG. Mm-hmm. Yes, the EKG, and I'm sitting there going, you know, no big deal. I'm this old. I'm pretty young. I do yoga. I'm pretty healthy test took about three minutes and I was ready to just, all right, peace out. See you later. And the doctor goes, Oh, wait a minute. We have to send you for more testing. There's something going on with your heart. And I was shocked. Like, no, that's, that can't be right. And so I was now back in that diagnostic circle of well, we have to rule out valvulopathy. We have to rule out. And she goes, now don't go home and Google this. Like, well, you know, this is exactly what I'm going to do, right? (laughs) So she writes on the paper what they're ruling out for all these upcoming tests that I was going to do, like the the sonogram, ultrasound of the heart and all that stuff. And, um, And so it puts you in this just a place of fear. Mm-hmm. and unknown and that mindset is not healthy so you know when i was going through that that heart thing basically they ruled out all the scary stuff and they found out that a portion of my heart i was just born with it being a little bit larger than the rest of my heart so you got a big heart i have literally a big heart <laughs> <laughs> okay good but and you know and i said well is this something that i should be concerned about cuz i haven't had any issues with my heart you know in all the years i've been alive she said no i think it's just an incidental finding from you know that you may have been born with this and she called it a defect which i don't think it's a a defect it's just what i was born with so to shift your mindset out of 
this fear and the what ifs and the this diagnostic circle to shift out of that and just be grateful and look toward the good and and not get caught up in it if you're going to have to do the test anyway do the test but don't be attached to what could happen don't get into that negative mindset because that's where that's where me personally i got caught up in in all that fear-based stuff and then i mean if any human being is going to find being in a hospital at any length of time sucks you know mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it's just one of those things where it's like the last thing you want to do is be in that situation and then again they're going to like you said that they're going to have to run you through now here's another thing too this is where things get super costly for people oh jeez you know yeah. what i mean like i mean even if you have insurance you have really good insurance i mean i mean there's co-pays and deductibles and all these things yeah Mm -hmm. and so it gets so expensive so when we do have the understanding that we can um be so proactive in the premeditative medicine which is food diet exercise um meditation which is stress release uh yoga practice which is another stress release mindfulness awareness um and and just like you said allowing yourselves to feel to feel at ease mm-hmm. preventative medicine and the right mindset you know i i'm reading this book right now called the biology of belief by bruce lipton bruce h lipton he's a cellular biologist and um he's got the the youtube things right he does okay yeah, yeah i've seen i've seen this guy yeah and he believes, and actually he's done these, these case studies. He, he, he cites studies that have already been done, but he also does them himself. Um, he believes that through the power of your mind and shifting out of um, your habitual go-to patterns and, and things that you think of that could be ingrained from childhood or from in the womb or even past lives, that you can change your DNA. I love, uh, by the way, I'm totally on board with it. This is kind of like entering the field of quantum physics, which I'm starting to get really, really into. Yes. And this book is great because he starts off with all of the, like down to the the atoms and into the cells. And he explains how the cells work. And he explains how in a Petri dish, he did a study where you add in a little bit of um, toxins, whatever the toxin is to these cells. I think they're epithelial cells. And all of the cells would go away toward the side of the Petri dish because they were all getting away from the toxins. And then another Petri dish, he put in some nutrients and all the cells gravitated toward it and just nom, nom, nom. <laughs> That's my, my cell voice. That's your cell voice. Yeah. You, you, here, I, I, I just have to say this right now. This is so brilliant. It's because your body is so intelligent. Your body just wants to be the best it can be. All operating systems within your body just want to be the best they can be. They just need the chance. So if you're bringing in nutrients, then they have a chance. And right. if you're bringing in toxins, their chances dwindle. Yeah. Yeah. So even, and, and he goes on to say, you know, toxins can be thoughts about, oh gosh, what do I have? What do I have? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to die. You know, whatever your thoughts are. Or it can be um, things that don't agree with you food-wise or relationships. Whatever it is that doesn't make you feel amazing, these can be considered toxins down to a cellular level. On the other hand, nutrients will help you 
help you and your body do what it's trying to do anyway. And so you can be in growth mode instead of protection mode. I need to get this book on my iPad. Do you have it on the iPad? Um, I don't. So, <laughs> so you know I have two stacked bookcases <laughs> filled with books that I just, I love. I love holding a book. I love smelling a book. And that's all great. You know, I have about five books on my nightstand. Mm-hmm. However, I've realized that I can't keep doing that. <laughs> so um, there is Audible. You can find it on Audible. And that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And actually, we have a, a code that you can get a free um, 30-day trial with Audible, and you get a free book if you use this code. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna on my iPad, I'm gonna go get this because I want. Yeah, wanna, because I, you I can go listen read. to it. Yeah. You can listen to it while you're doing your workouts. You know, instead of a podcast, you can listen to it that way. Oh, it's an audio book. Yeah. So oh, it's not rad. just a clever name, Audible. Okay, yeah. Well, I got some traveling coming up, so I'll do that today. Yeah, that's my new favorite thing. That this way I can be read too. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, babe, that's amazing. Thank you for mm-hmm. for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I got as far as question wise, because you were able to pull everything in. So I, I know I kind of talked a lot. I think you, I was trying to talk so much that you didn't have time to ask me. Like, you kind of, you kind of <laughs> answered some every, really sneaky questions. <laughs> you kind of answered everything but one question okay. that I have for you, and that question is because you nailed me with this on the last interview. What is the um, one thing that I do that drives you? Bat shit. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one thing, huh? Oh, so, okay. Just no, look, just look, 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 look. Just hone it in. Get one. You know, yeah. you don't do much. You just make me laugh all the time. You don't really drive me crazy. Um, don't you can't cop out like that because I got at least four in the bank. <gasps> that that drive me crazy. Yeah, I know. Or that drive you. I crazy? know. I know. I know what drives you crazy, and sometimes I'll just do it. Just to get the reaction. Oh, I can't wait to hear what that is. No, 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 no. You just go for it. Okay. You, I can't um, give. I can't give you away my tricks, or else you know that's that's the end of that game for me. So you pick the one well, thing that drives you crazy that I do. Okay. Not so you not know like when I'm not like crazy finally... like in a good way. Like crazy like in oh. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. Um. You know when we're winding down, and. We're reading books in bed and we're, we're getting ready to go to sleep. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to check Instagram. And I find like the most adorable oh, animal video. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly where this is going. Or um, a really sweet email from a listener or uh-huh. um, something really uplifting. Whatever it is that I, I'd want to share with you. Yeah, I know. It's like... It's like I'm like trying to bring garlic to a vampire or something because <laughs> I'll go, oh, babe, look. And he'll look over at me and he'll see that I have my phone in my hand and he'll cover his face. Don't let me see that because his eyes are, he doesn't want to look at blue light, which I get no blue light before bed. Right? I, because I am on a digital detox sleep. before I go to sleep. And like, I want to share a dog video or something. That dog video has to wait. <laughs> Because I'm on a digital detox. I love to unplug and unwind and get away from all electronic stimulation before I go to bed. I really, truly find that I sleep so much better 
when I do that, when I power down. And it gets to the point. It po- makes perfect sense, but to, to watch you, it's it's pretty dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's, Not the phone! <laughs> it's, it, it has to be dramatic. I've just, I've just done everything in my power to shut off my phone, to power it down completely, to get everything away. I even have an amber light that I use before. That's the only thing I, I have when I'm reading is this amber light. And so when you just come in and with that bright, sharp, blue iPhone light with some puppy running around that I don't really need to see at that moment. It just, it, I, I, or a piglet or a goat. I don't know. It's never, it's, it's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I want to hear what you think um, drives me crazy about you. Well, we'll get to that in the next episode because oh, we're running God. out of time. Yes. Okay. So if anybody wants to go to Audible and start their free trial, I did it last week and it's, it's pretty fun being read to. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing this today. www.audibletrial.com slash rebel and muse. And you go through that link, sign up for Audible through your Amazon account. You get three, 30 free days and plus one free book. It's pretty rad. I love that. And go check out the Bruce Lipton book, Biology of Belief. He has another book out that I'm reading right now as well, concurrently. It's called The Honeymoon Effect. And this is about how, um, you know, when you first fall in love, everything is just amazing. And, you know, you have all of these these hormones within. And then things kind of fade away. But it's about how to ha- how to unleash this honeymoon effect in everything, not just relationships, but with yourself, with waking up in the morning, with your work, with everything, coming down to, again, that cellular level of what happens when you are first falling in love. It sounds to me like a, a big like appreciation kind of practice. Mm-hmm. It is. Which I, I'm totally into. Um, uh, oh, you know, speaking of which, uh, we just released a single pepper uh called good thing going mm-hmm. on, law, play it? on law records yeah well I, I like to i like to play a law records uh band at the end sometime of a, a rebel muse podcast yes. so um speaking of the honeymoon effect let's put on good thing going perfect. Uh, yeah right perfect so uh and also we were um we had the best time recording this song with Miles Dowdy from uh, Slightly Stupid. And you can go check out that song on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find music streaming for you. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. You're pretty easy on me. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. This is going to be like one of those uh, reoccurring uh, podcasts. Uh, oh, so you're going to ease into the dirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll ease into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll go down. We'll go down. All right. Thanks, All right, you guys. guys. Aloha. Bye. See that girl. There's something to my chemistry And when I'm close, I'm sure She wears my temperature by three degrees Every day, every day, and everywhere She makes my motor purr. 
Yeah, that girl in me. 